You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. When it comes to Agolas Kalim, there's a, a lot of simonim in Shulchan Aruch, in Hilchas Pesach, and it really is, and we have learned it. Uh, I don't know if Jerry was with us when we were learning it, but we learned a lot of the halachas of Agolas Kalim uh, over this year. But as Rav Asher Weiss says, there's questions that always are arising when technology develops new types of utensils and new types of vessels. And there's always a question, what are they? Is it like metal? And if it's metal, then there's a hatch. Or maybe it's klicheres. When it comes to klicheres, there's nothing you can do. Those had to be broken. Those never, the, the tarpus never comes out. Rav Usher Weiss says, if you look in the history of halacha, you'll see there's every generation has doubts about different types of, uh, of vessels made from different materials. Let's start with something that we already talked about when we were talking about going, taking Kalim to the mikvah. We talked about the Mathlokas, Ashkenazim, and Sfardim when it comes to glass. They definitely had, they knew how to make glass in the time of Chazal. They definitely knew how to make glass in the time of Chazal. And yet, in Chazal, even when they talk about glass, they talk about glass and they say that glass is different than uh, earthenware vessels. In fact, the, the Gemara says that when it comes to Tum and Tahara, glass is different than Klimat, than Klicheres. Because we know that glass can be repaired, whereas earthenware vessels can never really be truly repaired. But when it comes to glass, does glass take in tarfus? Does glass become trafe to the point that you need to heat it in order to, to, to boil it, in order to get the tarfus out? There's no clear source in Chazal about it. Chazal speak about glass, but not about glass in terms of kashrus. About Tuma, yes, but not whether in terms of Hagola. And there's a Machlokas, of course, in the Shulchan Aruch. Um, in the Shulchan Aruch, it writes that, and we learned this, if you remember Moshe and Hilchas Pesach earlier this year, that when it comes to glass, even if you keep the glass and you use it for hot drinks, you don't need any Heksher for Pesach. And for kosher as well, of course. And all you need to do is wash them out, and then they're going to be fine. And the Mishnah Burr explains the reason behind the Sephardish Yeshita, which is because, look at glass, look at the material, look how smooth it is. It's so smooth, so you can see that nothing actually goes into it. When you have metal, metal is not smooth, even though stainless steel and other things seem smooth, but especially the metal when in the time of Chazal, there was a lot of grooves and areas where you could see the tray for the chametz going into the metal. This, that the Mishnah Burra quotes, Rav Asher Weiss says, is found in the name of the Ran and the Rashba and even the Rush, who came from Ashkenaz originally. They all said glass was not a problem. So where do we, where did glass become a problem? From, well, well the Ramah says that the Minigan Ashkenaz in Germany was to be Machmer. Now, where did it come from? So if we go back a couple hundred years before the Ramah, the Mordechai, a student of the Marami Rutenberg, the same way the Rosh was, but it seems like the Rosh disagreed. 
The Rosh and the Mordechai were both students by the same man, but the Mordechai and other Ashkenazim wrote in the name of Yechiel, that's probably one of the Baliatosis, Yechiel Parish, that we got to go, doesn't the Gemara say about glass, that it starts off from sand? So since it's like sand, so since that's where you get glass from, so therefore it has the properties, this was this far, it's not so logical, but this was this far, why glass is different, because uh, it's... I would like to say that this, I, I, the way I see it, yes, it comes from sand, like uh, the earthenware comes from clay. Right. But the sand if, uh, that glass comes from has been transformed into such a degree that it's unrecognizable. I would say the same thing as medicine, let's say, can contain uh, something that used to be maybe chametz, it used to be something treif, but it's been transformed to the point that it's not recognizable. It's built, it's, you know, it changed its nature. I would support this. No, 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 you're, you're, you're correct. It's very different. The only reason the Mordechai has a leg to stand on is because the Gemara mentions this. The Gemara has this as a possibility when it talks about Tuma. So we, he took a Svara from the Gemara that it's, the Shorish is from the earth, even though you're correct, it's it's much different than taking earth and putting water in it and then putting it into an oven, right? That's basically the way you make earthenware vessels, right? You take right. the dirt, right. you put the water in, and, and then, then you, you, you put it in the kiln, but it still retains the, retains the basic. Right. So, sort of, Usher Weiss has a good analysis here. He says, what is it dependent on? He says, it's dependent on how you view this law. Do you go with what is the base material, like the Ramah and the Mordechai, and the base material is from the earth, or maybe it depends what's the final look, what's the tzura? How does it look? It looks totally different. It's, it's right now tough and smooth. There's no grooves. There's no cracks. So therefore, that's the svara of, of, of everyone, the Rosh, the Ran, and the Rashba, and the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch sheet is also quoted by the Prichodesh, Rab Chaim Chizkiyot de Silva, and even some Ashkenazim broke ranks with the Ramah, not surprising who they are. Hagon Rabbi Yaakov Emden, always a maverick thinker on his own, Rabbi Yaakov Emden. His father, of course, was a Rav, and his father was the Sephardi Rav in Amsterdam. His father, of course, was the famous Chacham Tzvi. Uh, but still, the Yaakov Emden didn't need his father to be a maverick. <laughs> um, However, there's actually Sfardim who are machmer like the Ramah. If you take a look in the encyclopedic work, Stei Chemed, written by the great Sfardi Bukhari Rav Rav Chaim Chizkiyo Medini, and even in the Ben Ishchai, in the Truvis Rav Paolim, you'll see that many Sfardim were machmer when it came to glass. The Mishnabura isn't just, Mishnabura says you can be Mako, Behebs, and Merubah. We saw an example of this with Rav Yashem's Psak about tefillah, if you might remember, if it's a suffix. So, Behefsid Meruba, the, the Mishnabur says you, even an Ashkenazi could be somech on the sheet of the Sephardim. Um, let's skip this next piece. Porcelain. Porcelain, and I don't know so much about the history of porcelain, but obviously... Rav Asher Weiss did his research here, that porcelain only started being used for uh, Kalim somewhat in the beginning of the 18th century, it sounds like. I don't know if this is... Yeah, trade for China. Is it correct? It's correct. Yes. Yeah. 
So it really started coming into Europe as a as a as a as a as a product in the 18th century. So once again, who is one of the great 18th century writers? Rabbi Yaakov Emden. Rabbi Yaakov Emden says, when he looked at porcelain, he says, on one hand, it seems to be like metal. And because it seems to have the consistency of metal, we should be able to kosher it. But he actually came up with a kula and said that we know porcelain is also made originally from earthen materials, so you actually don't have to be tovel it. In other words, Rav Yaakov Hemden had his cake and ate it. In other words, he said, if you buy porcelain, you don't have to take it to the mikvah, because it's not like klimidyan. On the other hand, hagola works. It's not like klicheres. That's a cool of Rav Yaakov Emden about using porcelain. Uh, the Mishnah Bura writes that the Prima Godim, also an 18th century writer, uh, says that, quoting one of the great Sephardim, Rav Chaim ben Venishti, that he also had seen porcelain, and he said, porcelain we have to treat like klicheres, which means you can never kosher it. Um, let's move on. Rav Asher Weiss writes that there's a, a, a big confusion, he says, Mavucha Gedola, with Kelam Amurkavim Mechomrim Shonim. For example, there's some that have, that have a little bit of, 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 of earth in it, cheres in it, with metal. In other words, a combination of metal and earthenware. How do you deal with that? Okay. So what does the Mishnah say in Kalim in terms of Tuma? So when it comes to Kalim, in other words, what do we decide? Klicheres, of course, uh, if you break them, that's the only way to make them tahor. Whereas a kli matchos, if they become tame, tame mace, you can sprinkle paraduma water on them. You can take them to the mikvah after seven days. So the Mishnah and Kalim deals with this issue of a keli that's a combination, a Frankenstein keli, a little bit of klicheres and a little, a little bit of earthenware plus metal. How do you treat it? So the Mishnah in Kalim says, if it comes to Tuma, we go Basarov. And that's the way the Rambam Paskins. So now the question is, what do we do in terms of Isr Vehetar? Is it based on what's rove or not? So the Dayan of uh, the famous Rabbi Yitzchak Weiss, who was the Av Bezdin of the Haredim, the Av Bezdin of Yerushalayim, he actually came from Manchester, from England. You know, England is a very firm place. People think jolly old England, you know, they, they think about Lord Jonathan Sachs. But England actually has some of the firmest Jews on the planet are in England, and especially the city of Manchester. Manchester, very firm, even the Ashkenazim are like Hasidim over there. And the Dayan in Manchester was uh, Rabbi Yitzchak Weiss, uh, Yitzchak Yaakov Weiss, I think, was the second name, I think so. And uh, he ended up making Aliyah, and they crowned him, since he was a, a, a Haredi, they crowned him as the Av Bezdin of the Badats. That's the Yerushalmi Satmer Bezdin, so to speak. And he was the Av Bezdin uh, in Yerushalayim, plus in, in, in England. He spoke English quite well. So anyway, Reb Weiss says that there's, he discusses this issue, and he said, by the way, Reb Usher Weiss, who we're reading from, also speaks English well. So he says it's a machlokas and nachrodim. Uh, the Yad Yehuda says that Tum is different than Hagola. And another sefer called Yehuda, the Gavul Yehuda, says no, we say they're the same. 
Okay. Rav Asher Weiss discovered that uh, the Beis Yitzchok, a very famous tshuva sefer written at the end of the middle end of the part of the 19th century, says Tum is different. Why? Tum has to do with what is it? Alpirov. But when it comes to Heksher, we need to figure out, did stuff get into the container? Did stuff get into the Dauphne Akli? So, um, he quotes then the Marsham, also one of the great poskim, the, the great uh, Galicianer Paisik, the Berjan Arov, he was called Brajan. You might have heard of that, the city, Dr. Kogan Berjan is the city of... Brajani, yeah. Not Purjani, Brajan. Brajan. I don't. I, I know Prujani. That's the only place I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is Bez Reish I and Brajan. Ah, Brajan. Okay, okay. Brajan. Yeah. Okay. So Brajanarov. So, okay. um, so the Brajanarov. Uh, he was the grandfather of Rav Shalom Shadron, the famous Magid. He was one of the Poskeador. There's more chuvas to him almost than any other Rov in the last part of the 19th century. So the Brajanarov. Was was having a, a discussion with this with a Lithuanian rav, also that most of the material was made of metal, but part of the material was made of earthenware. So the uh, uh, the Lithuanian rav wanted to say that, look, there is earthenware in there, but most of it is metal. So therefore, the metal changes the earthenware. So the Brajana Rav said, how do you know that? I'm, I agree it's mostly metal. But how do you know the metal changes the earthenware part of it? And therefore, he says that uh, uh, the Brajana Rav seems to say, I'm going to be Machmer. And I'm going to say, because you do have, uh, you do have Klicheres there, you can't be Machsher such a Kali. Rav Asherwai says that um, you can see similar questions by the Rishonim. Um, Rav Asher himself says that I would say, he says, he says, I would say, you can't learn Haggallah from Tuma and not from Tyra. Uh, you really have to look at it and know. And if you do have an aspect of earthenware in it, then that stuff is where the tarfus is. And that tarfus can't come out. So therefore, you would have to be machmer, even though rove is not. That's Rav Asher Weiss's psak. Um, what about plasticware? Plasticware that you can use with heat. Hard plastic. So we're not talking about taking it into the mikvah. You don't have to take it to the mikvah. The question is, if you have hard plastic that you uh, have used with, 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 with milk or hard plastic that, that you're able to cook uh, um, uh, milk in or, or, or hummets, can you kasher them? So Rav Moshe says, I, I got to be machmir because, you know, there's no, I don't see any, I don't see any precedent to be makel. However, Rabbi Yaakov Breish, who argued with Ramosha Feinstein about a lot of things, those of you that check out our website can see that uh, I gave some shiurim, uh, not this week, but 
two, two weeks ago, a week ago and two weeks ago, uh, and, I, and I mentioned Rabbi Yaakov Breisha's arguments with Ramosha Feinstein. Uh, Ramosha Feinstein was Mako on a number of situations. Rabbi Yaakov Breisha, who was basically the same age as Ramosha, he lived in Zurich, uh, much more of a machmer, a chosid. Rabbi Yaakov Breisha was machmer against Ramosha in many places. But when it comes to this shaila about plasticware, Rav Breish says that he checked it out. I don't know, in Switzerland, or he checked it out with people who know how you make plasticware. And he found out that plastic, this hard plastic, that actually does get absorbed and you can actually, uh, it can actually become exuded when you use heat. And therefore, uh, he decided to be Mako, that if somebody has plasticware, he could kosher it. And if you have plasticware that you buy from, uh, uh, like from some uh, non-kosher place, you're able to stick it into boiling water and kosher it. Now, there's another health issue about the, the, the chemicals in the plastic that you probably don't want to get into using it with, with heat so much because uh, this is a carcinogen issue. But in terms of kosherous, here, uh, Rav, uh, Rav, Rav, uh, Yaakov Breish was Mekel against Rav Moshe, and his brother-in-law was a Minchaz Yitzchak. Um, Rav Asherwai says, despite the fact that Rav Moshe Feinstein said to be machmer, that you can't kosher plasticware, and that includes, by the way, some of the plastic stuff that goes into the microwaves and things like that, um, he feels that... Um, if, 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 if the experts say the material is absorbing and it absorbs and it can also exude when it's, when the heat is put on and similar heat is put onto it. He says the same way Rav Asher Weiss says we're so mech on doctors in every other area, we should be so mech on the experts here too. Anyway, Rav Asher Weiss finishes. He says we see from here that it isn't a new thing. It goes back to the Rishonim, even. Figuring out what a keli is. Bechol dor vidor, how do you deal with new things? And how do you kasher them? And therefore he says, Mashahoya hushayiya. We think that our generation is brand new. We think that things that happened today haven't happened. No, they've happened before. And, and, and we shouldn't believe that there isn't precedent to look at. We shouldn't, and, and therefore, <laughs> we shouldn't be surprised when we find the type of precedents that researchers like Moshe Weiss and Postman like them discover in terms of giving us direction, in terms of what do we do uh, to be Magil Kalim. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.